knowledge of instinct. Niggas don't think shit, stink pink gators. My Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right, if they head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been smooth since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who do so. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Brandon Olson. From the whole nine sports podcast you could find me on twitter at wns underscore brandon and you can find whole nine sports on twitter at whole nine sports uh i'm i'm riding solo tonight as dylan sanders is currently working on his introduction skills as i will also need to do uh this is my second time doing the introduction and i don't feel it was super strong but I'm here. Uh, this is what this is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, Dylan is under the weather, so he will not be recording tonight. So it's just me here covering the Group of Five preview. Um, it's going to be a little different from the previews we've already done. I'm not going to be covering necessarily the strongest positions and weakest positions. I'm going to more be focusing on certain players that people should be keeping an eye out on. Um, Instead of favorites from each division, I will point out some teams that should be at the top of their conference and potential top 25 candidates. I won't be listing potential sleepers because at this point, so early on in the draft process, pretty much every group of five prospect is a sleeper prospect at the moment. So I won't necessarily be covering potential sleepers. Um, As for Heisman favorites... If we're being realistic, a group of five player will probably not win the Heisman, but I'll entertain the idea, and I will cover some prospects that, if they were going to be a group of five prospect in the Heisman race, it would probably be some of these guys. And then I do have two mailbag questions to answer at the end of the recording. So for now, I'm just going to jump right into the prospects, And I'm going to start it off by talking about a quarterback from the Mountain West in Jordan Love out of Utah State. He's been getting a lot of love recently. Yikes, that was, I swear that was unintentional. It's just really late. So at this point, like my mind's just running on E and I'm I'm just rolling with it. Uh, So Jordan Love has been getting a lot of hype as of late on social media and I, I don't totally see it. I'm not a huge fan of him. I don't hate him at all. I don't necessarily think he's a bad quarterback prospect. Like I like him more than I like Bryce Perkins, which, granted, that's not saying a ton, but I think it's saying enough. Um, Jordan Love last season had 3,567 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He had 43 carries for 63 yards and seven touchdowns don't forget that carries include getting sacked in college football so that num- that carry number should be lower and the rushing yards should be higher but sacks count against your rushing stats for a quarterback um he again he's been getting a lot of hype i don't totally see it but i don't necessarily think that evaluators are totally off on him i think this early in the process i'm kind of just i'm I just expected more from him, and it, it kind of left me wanting more. But that could also very easily be that a lot of people were hyping him up, so I was expecting more from him. Uh, there's also Ezra Cleveland is a tackle from Boise State. I've liked his film so far. Uh, he hasn't been getting it. 
an excessive amount of love, I'll say. But uh, especially given that he's playing in the Mountain West, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to give him a ton of respect. Because even at that point, players will, or evaluators will knock him for playing in the Mountain West, which I feel like I've openly said, I, I don't agree with the whole small school should hurt your stock thing. I understand the argument. I just disagree with it. Ezra Cleveland, to me, is a potential starting quality uh, tackle in the NFL. He's got experience playing left tackle as it is. And then also from Boise State, someone that goes against Ezra Cleveland in practice is Curtis Weaver, an edge. Um, he's really stood out from the Mountain West, to, in my eyes, as the top Mountain West player this year. One of the top, if not the top, group of five player. Um, and of course, group of five is the American conference the mac conference usa mountain west and the sun belt um curtis weaver is one of the top talents from the group of five and i think that the hype is warranted for him at this point i i really liked his tape um from what i've seen of it so far of course i think he's lived up to the hype that he's been given so far and he's been given hype as a potential first round pick he's not just some guy he's being given hype as a potential first round talent and i don't disagree with it uh i just i i i enjoy it uh (laughs) i enjoy that take i agree with it and i think he's definitely got the potential to go round one next year he's got good size it's six threes two twenty two sixty six uh he didn't have 10 sacks last year but he did his freshman year two years ago he had 11 Last year, he played two less games than he did his freshman year. Uh, He had 15 tackles for a loss last year, 13 the year before. So he's improved a bit and uh, just run defense, you could say, if you're just looking at the stats. And then moving on from the Mountain West, we're going to jump over to the Conference USA. And Conference USA, there are only a few players here. There's also three players that we're going to be talking about uh didn't plan that to be three players each but that's that's how it worked out so that's how we're rolling with the first is quarterback mason fine out of north texas and he had 3,793 passing yards last year 27 passing touchdowns and five interceptions um again sacks hurt your rushing numbers so he had 69 carries for 20 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns he is one of those guys that if you are talking about a potential Heisman candidate from the group of five, I feel as though you have to talk about Mason Fine in that conversation. And I, I think he is either first or second in that discussion for who it should be if it's a non if it's a non power five player. Again, realistically, it, it won't be someone from the group of five because that's just how it works every year. But that's that's how the cookie crumbles there. Um, I, I so hate myself for saying that right now. Um, <laughs> there's also Harrison Bryant, 
is a tight end from Florida Atlantic, and last year he had 45 receptions for 662 yards and four receiving touchdowns. So he's obviously shown the ability to catch the ball and make plays with the ball on his hands. I do think he leaves a ton to be desired as a blocker. Uh, Tight end is my favorite offensive position to watch. And Harrison Bryant is my favorite group of five player at tight end. I just, yeah, I think he left a lot to be desired in the blocking game. But I think as a receiver, he's fantastic. He could be one of the early contributors at tight end when he gets into the NFL. But he would only be a contributor as a receiver. So he would have to be probably a second tight end. Um,. On the defensive side of the ball, we have Khalil Brooks from Middle Tennessee State University. He is a linebacker, safety, hybrid kind of player. Uh, last year, he had 67 tackles, 13 and a half tackles for a loss, and six and a half sacks. He didn't have any interceptions, but he had six passes defended, which was, I believe, highest amongst linebackers. Uh, in Conference USA play, or from the Conference USA, not necessarily just in the Conference USA versus Conference USA. Um, uh, moving on from Conference USA talent, we are going to be going to the American Conference, which has the player that I think is the best group of five player in college football this year uh and it's Derek king the quarterback out of houston i'm really excited for him because last year he didn't have amazing numbers he had well he was he was pretty efficient but he didn't have amazing overall production he had 2982 yards which is nothing to scoff at it's just it's not stellar uh, his 36 touchdowns to six interceptions is very impressive. Uh, that's a fantastic ratio. He had 111 carries for 674 yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. And when I was watching his film, all I could think about is how exciting it's going to be to watch him play this season. Because last year, Major Applewhite was the coach at Houston. He was the head coach at Houston. This year, it's Dana Holgerson. I almost called him Logan Holgerson. Uh, that, that's his son. Uh, but uh, it's Dana Holgerson is the head coach at Houston this year. And if you're a fan of the Big 12 or a West Virginia fan, or if you like their offense, that's Dana Holgerson. He, he led the offense at West Virginia. He he has that spread offense that Will Greer absolutely thrived in. Um, so yeah, De'Ara King, I'm very excited to watch him in this offense. I think his numbers, at least passing the ball, are going to take a massive jump. I'm talking, he's going to have an extra probably 800 passing yards. Um, I'm not sure about the touchdown interception ratio because he, he had six touchdowns per interception last year but i do think that probably his completion percentage 
and his overall yardage is they're going to improve greatly under Dana Holgerson. Uh, rushing, I'm expecting kind of similar production around six yards per carry, 111 carries, 14 touchdowns. I think Dana Holgerson's offense, I don't think it necessarily hurts or helps a running quarterback because Will Greer is, he, I think he's more mobile than people gave him credit for. But it's not like he was running the ball a ton under Dana Holgerson. But he was in Heisman talk. And that brings up that De'Ara King is the other group of five player that he should be given Heisman consideration. And I genuinely think that if there's one, it should be De'Ara King that should actually be considered for Heisman consideration if he has a successful year. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year. Um that's just that that's just how i feel about it i think he's very talented and i'm really looking forward to watching him play this year um moving on from Derek king there's running back michael warren the second out of cincinnati who he is he was just absolutely stellar last season uh he had about five and a half yards per carry which in college is still very good it's not like mind-blowingly good but it's still very good very productive with 19 rushing touchdowns uh he had 25 catches which in college running backs are criminally underutilized in the passing game so that is pretty impressive um love his game love his film i think he's one of the best Actually, I think he's the best group of five running back that there is. Um, and then moving on from him, of course, we have James Proche from Southern Methodist University. He had 93 catches for 1,199 yards and 12 touchdowns last season. So a receiver from the Atlanta, from the American Conference. Sorry, it's it, like I said, it's been a long day. Uh, James Proche from Southern Methodist University. He had 93 receptions last year for 1,199 yards and 12 receiving touchdowns. He's one of the most impressive group of five receivers that there are, or that there is. Like I said, long, long day. Um, his catch, his total receptions is ridiculous yikes <laughs> it, the number of receptions that he has is just it's impressive for a group of five receiver and with shane i'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name i will but i'm not gonna i don't want to try to pronounce his name shane buchel i believe is how you pronounce it the uh quarterback transfer from texas i think it's it's only going to get better from there um, that was, that was rough to get through. Um, there's also, there's one more player in the American Conference that I wanted to highlight, and it is Richie Grant, the safety from Central Florida. He's a very versatile prospect, and if you rem- if you remember the name, it's, and if you've been here from the beginning, you possibly remember the name from the first episode i believe it was first or second episode we covered some prospects that we think people should keep an eye out for and richie grant was the safety that i named uh because of course i wasn't going to just 
piggyback with Dylan and say Grant Delpit. Um, Richie Grant had 108 tackles last season, six interceptions, three more pass defense, passes defended, and two forced fumbles. And that is just, that's a fantastic stat line to put forth as a safety. And I, th- I think he might be the second safety right behind Grant Delpit for the draft next year. And uh, just the third safety in college football behind Grant Delpit and Caden Stearns. He might be fourth if you want to put Xavier McKinney ahead of him. Um, and that's that's just personal preference at that point. Then we go on to love this. My favorite group of five conference is the MAC. And for those of you that know anything about me, I love the MAC because Toledo plays in the MAC, and I went to Toledo, and I love them, and <laughs> I I will die for them. Um, but the first prospect that we will be talking about from the MAC does not go to Toledo. Uh, it is Levante Bellamy out of Western Michigan. He's had a very productive, or he had a very productive season last year. I'm expecting more of the same, if not better, coming from the uh, the Bronco <laughs> this year. And he's like I spoke about Ma- Michael Warren the second with Cincinnati that he had 25 receptions and that was impressive. Levante Bellamy had 30 last year. So the versatility of Levante Bellamy and guys like Michael Warren, it really means a lot when you're coming from the MAC because, like I said, a lot of these college running backs are criminally underutilized. So if you prove that you can contribute in the passing game, you help yourself a ton when it comes to draft time because teams at this point, almost every team uses a running back by committee approach. So if you can catch the ball, even if you don't get drafted, there's a very good chance that you get given a or that you receive a training camp invite. Which is that's your shot. That's your way into the NFL. So Levante Bellamy, who I think will be drafted, he uh he's got the receiving ability and he's shown it. And then moving on from running back going to uh hit center real quick which i'm very happy about because the center that i'm going to be talking about is bryce harris from toledo uh i don't personally know bryce (laughs) so i can't speak on this but i can't speak on this for a fact but from what i've seen just through interactions on twitter instagram bryce harris seems to be the leader of the offensive line and i know last year Dylan was on Locked on Saints, and one of the prospects that he spoke about was Yazid Atariwa from Toledo, who unfortunately got injured, and yeah, he's they got some stuff going on with that. Uh, I know he was spoken about as a leader, but Bryce Harris seems to be the captain, which you should expect from the center of your offensive line. But it's just, it's always good to see when a center actually is 
the leader, like when he actually takes control of that offensive line and he brings them to what they should be and what they can be. Um, Toledo's going through a little bit of a rough patch right now, but he, Bryce Harris, has been able to uh, help help fix that and move forth, and they need him too because the Lord knows that their quarterback play is... Uh, leaves a lot to be desired to say the least um and then toledo also has one more prospect that we're going to be talking about in jamal hines a defensive end he was a freshman last season and he just consistently popped off the screen he had 49 tackles last year with three sacks so not a ton of pressure there but uh he also had two interceptions and one passes one pass defended as a defensive lineman. So that that's uh it's pretty dang good. <laughs> um and that that that's yeah, that's pretty much that uh those top players that I think you guys should look at that you guys should keep an eye out for in the group of five. And then talking about just some favorites to win conferences I think you have to look at Houston with Dana Holgerson as the top. Okay. Of course, Notre Dame, they don't count here because they're not Power 5, they're not Group of 5, they're an independent. So they don't count here. And of course, they'd be expected to be the best non-Power 5 school. Uh, but when you're looking at the Group of 5, I think that Houston and Central Florida are the top two that you should be looking at. Because Houston, with Dana Holgerson, I think is better than... I think it's significantly better than Houston with Major Applewhite. I think a lot of players like Dana Holgerson and they want to play for Dana Holgerson. I don't think they wanted to play for Major Applewhite much. Uh, I don't think they liked him. I don't think they were big fans of him. But I do think with Dana Holgerson, it's kind of flipped and that they really would like him. At least that's what the players that have left West Virginia seem to think of him that they are really that they're fans of Dana Holgerson and then of course Central Florida who unfortunately Mackenzie Milton their quarterback for the past couple of years he got hit that gruesome leg injury uh highly doubt that he's going to be able to play this year but Brandon Wimbush is there and I would I would think that he can definitely do enough to help keep them near the top of the conference. Um, maybe they won't go undefeated again, uh, or they won't just yeah they won't they won't have as stellar of a season. But I definitely think that they're still a team to look out for, and they're still a team to to, to kind of fear a bit. Um, when you're looking at the group of five, I think they've got the potential to upset a, a lot of people if they uh, if they do continue to dominate. Because if they dominate again and they do it without Mackenzie Milton, I think I think the college football playoff committee is going to have to take notice of them. Um, and then we also have Utah State, who again Jordan Love, quarterback, who. Uh, 
I don't necessarily fully support the hype that he's been receiving, but I definitely think he could do enough to help them really succeed in the Mountain West and kind of kind of take over there. Uh, Utah State, Boise State, one of those schools, I think will be at the top of the Mountain West when it comes time at the end of the season. And then, of course, you should probably think about Hawaii also with Cole McDonald at quarterback, but I'm not sure if the talent surrounding him is enough. I know Cole McDonald is a very talented group of five quarterback. I'm just not sure if he's talented enough to fully carry this team to victory. Um, so that covers <laughs> the group of five preview. Love that segue, by the way. Uh, not as good as Dylan, but it, it's something. <laughs> so now I'm just going to move on to the mailbag questions for tonight. The first one is from Mason Whitlock, who he asked, what is the meaning of BTTO? And if you didn't hear last time we were asked this question, I don't remember how it started, but I commented something. Or I, res- I replied to something on Twitter, and someone said BTTO, and ever since then they kind of just say it to me randomly. No idea what it means, but they they say it and they enjoy it, so that that's that's fine for them. And the other question is from Mike. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. Uh, Mike Hernishan. Ah, yikes. Um, <laughs> Mike Spencer KKS on Twitter. Uh, he asks, which team in my conference is a sleeper in terms of having a surprising number of prospects? And I think that the answer to that that I would have to give is, I think it might be TCU. Um, I think that TCU has been very overlooked because they have poor quarterback play which of course is it's totally understandable to overlook teams because their quarterback play is very poor but TCU has guys like Darius Anderson and Siwolani Lua at running back who I've spoken openly about Siwolani Lua I was not expecting much going in but I really enjoyed his film uh, at receiver, they have Jalen Rieger, who is one of the most athletic freaks in college football. On the offensive line, they have Lucas Nyang at tackle. Uh, he's definitely someone that everyone should keep an eye out for as a bit of a sleeper. Um, Ross Blacklock was injured last year and missed pretty much the entire season. I loved his film from his... I think it was his freshman year, two years ago. They have Shamik Blackshear on the edge. Uh, Montrell Wilson at linebacker. Jeff Gladney from corner is one of the top corners in the Big 12. I actually, I'm going to say he's a top three corner in the Big 12. He might be number one. Uh, so yeah, TCU, surprisingly is one of the most jam-packed teams with draft prospects. 
whether or not they could put it all together and compete for a Big 12 title, we'll see. But I still think that goes to Texas or Oklahoma. All right. Um, yeah, that that's going to end it for me tonight. It is 1.30 a.m. now. So I need sleep. <laughs> um, it was a bit weird to record by myself. I don't know how Ross Jackson from uh, Locked on Saints does it, but he does it every episode, so... It's uh it's a bit weird. I feel I feel kinda odd just sitting here talking to myself. Um But yeah, you can find me on Twitter actually, not before I get to all that jazz. Uh I definitely encourage if you would like to leave reviews on iTunes, uh subscribe to us, follow us on Spotify, Twitter instagram everything is at whole nine sports um we really appreciate any interaction you guys have any engagement any review we do read or we have two written reviews right now but we will read every review that we get that's for sure uh if you have any questions at any time just you can contact us anyway on twitter instagram dms are always open uh you can find me on twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find Whole Nine Sports on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. And you could find my absentee co host on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Uh, thank you, and I will speak to you guys on Thursday, hopefully, with a healthy Dilly Sanders. Have a good night. Or actually, well, I'll have a good night. You guys. You enjoy the rest of whatever day you're listening to this on.